Wish, Chapter 16. Guess what, Bertha said when I got home. She reached into the pocket of her apron and pulled out an envelope. You got a letter from your daddy. I did? I stared at the envelope in her hand. That was Scrappy's handwriting, all right. Giant wiggly printing, like a first grader wrote it. I put Wishbone's leash on and I took him out front. I sat in Gus's lawn chair by the garden and stared down at the envelope. Miss Charlie Reese. If Mama had sent me a letter, which she never would, she would have written Miss Charlemagne Reese to aggravate me. Then she would probably tell me goodbye because she was starting her new life without me. Well, I studied that envelope some more. Wake County Correctional Center was printed in the corner. Well, now that didn't sound nearly as bad as county jail. I think folks in the county jail have to stay for a long time. But if Scrappy was just getting corrected, maybe that wouldn't take too long. I sniffed the envelope to see if I could smell his aftershave, but I couldn't. I took out the folded notebook paper and smoothed it on my lap. Dear Charlie, it's your old Scrappy Pappy here saying hello and how are you? I'm fine. This place is okay except for the lumpy gravy and lousy pillow. Jackie came to visit and brought me Hershey bars and toothpaste. I bet you're having fun with Gus and Bertha. Tell them I will send some money when I can. Love, Scrappy. I turned the paper over to see if there was more on the back. Nope. That was it. I looked at the word love. I traced the letters with my finger. Then I folded the paper up and put it back in the envelope. The next day, I was bored by lunchtime. I'd practiced sit and stay with Wishbone. I'd helped Bertha inspect the okra to figure out how many jars we'd need for pickling. I'd looked for four-leaf clovers over by the back porch, but I didn't find one. And then I'd shared my peanut butter sandwich with Wishbone, and that was it. Nothing else to do. So I figured I'd ride Lenny's bike down to Howard's. I hooked Wishbone's leash on the handlebars, and off we went. When I got there, the Odom's house was buzzing like a beehive. Cotton was making something with sticks and rocks in the small square of shade next to the porch. Burl and Lenny were over in the driveway peering at the engine of Burl's motorcycle. Every now and then, one of them would bang on something with a wrench. Dwight was tossing a basketball into the hoop on a streetlight pole at the edge of the yard. And Howard? I couldn't believe what he was doing. A crossword puzzle. Sitting on that ratty couch on the porch doing a crossword puzzle. What kind of kid does that on the first day of summer? Hey, he said, adjusting his glasses. Wishbone jumped on the couch next to him and flopped over on his side, panting. Hey, I lifted the hair off the back of my neck and fanned myself. Sure is hot, I said. Want to study for Bible detective? Howard asked. Bible detective? I almost said, are you nuts? But for once, I managed to keep my thoughts to myself, and I said, no, not really. I'll give you some of my Bible bucks, he said. I shook my head. That's okay. Well, then what do you want to do? I shrugged. I got a letter from Scrappy, I said. Howard sat straight up. You did? He put the crossword puzzle on the couch beside us. From jail? It's not jail, I said. It's a correctional facility. Same thing, Howard said. It is not. Pretty sure it is. It is not, 
I said so loud, Wishbone's head shot up and he looked at me like I was crazy. Pineapple. 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 I did not want to get mad at Howard on the first day of summer. So I kept thinking, pineapple. I must admit that even though me and Howard hadn't known each other very long, he could read me like a book. I could tell he knew I was wrestling with that temper of mine again, because he changed the subject and just said, Well, that's good you got a letter. He scratched Wishbone behind the ear. What did he say? I wanted to tell Howard that Scrappy said how much he misses me, and he can't wait to come home and watch Will of Fortune with me again. That he was going to cook up a fancy supper for Mama, with candles on the table, and Willie Nelson on the radio, and maybe she'd wear that red dress he loved so much. And that when Jackie got her driver's license, he was going to let her drive all of us out to the country to buy corn and strawberries at a farm stand by the side of the road. Then we'd go home and have a barbecue in the yard, and we might even hold hands and say the blessing like Howard's family did. But I didn't tell him any of that. Instead, I told him the truth. He said they have lumpy gravy and lousy pillows, I said. Well, that's too bad, said Howard. I almost told him that Scrappy signed his letter with the word love. But then that would probably sound dumb to a boy who gets loved so much every day of his life. Howard said, hey, maybe Mama will help us make cookies to send to him sometime. Really? Sure, Howard said. Want to go down to the creek? Okay. So me and Howard and Wishbone went behind the garage and followed the narrow trail that snaked through the cool, damp woods. I loved the earthy, mossy smell of the air and the soft tickle of the ferns that bowed down along the edges of the path. Wishbone trotted beside me, stopping every now and then to sniff at a tree or a root around a pile, or to root around in a pile of rotten leaves. I wondered if he had been on this trail before. I bet he knew these woods better than anybody. Maybe he'd even slept under these very trees. I wanted to take his leash off and let him run free, but I was scared to. What if he decided he'd had enough of me and he ran off to be astray again? When we got to the creek, Wishbone nearly pulled me in when he jumped into the clear, gurgling water. Howard and I took off our shoes and stepped from rock to rock while Wishbone leaped and pranced, sending up splashes of cold mountain water. This feels good, I said. I know, Howard said, teetering on the slippery rocks. I was sure he was going to fall in any minute, but he didn't. Wishbone let out the funniest yips and bit at the water, trying to grab the tiny minnows that darted around the rocks. Look at him, we both said at the exact same time. I jumped off the rock to the edge of the creek, and I motioned for Howard. Come quick, I hollered. Hook pinkies. What? Hook pinkies, I said. We both get to wish. We do? I nodded. If two people say the same thing at the exact same time, they hook pinkies and make a wish, I said. Jackie taught me that. So Howard jumped to the edge of the creek and we hooked pinkies. I closed my eyes and made my wish. Did you make a wish? I asked. No. Why not? He stooped to swish his hand in the water, making the minnows scurry away. I don't really have anything to wish for, he said. I shook my head. How could anybody not have something to wish for? I mean, even if you just wished you didn't have a wart on your thumb or that you didn't have to eat oatmeal for breakfast, it seemed to me like you could think of something to wish for. Oh, good grief, Howard, I said. There must be something. Well, 
Actually, there is something I could wish for, he said. So we hooked pinkies again. Howard closed his eyes. Did you make a wish? I asked. Yup, said Howard. I bet I know what it is. I can't tell, or it won't come true, remember? Howard said. No, you can't tell, I said, but I can. It doesn't matter if I tell. I didn't know if that was true or not, but I think it probably was. Just don't say whether I'm right or not, I said. Okay, said Howard. I bet you wished you didn't have that up-down walk, I said. When those words left my mouth, I could practically see them hurtling through the air toward Howard, quick and sharp like razors. Howard's face turned pale as a ghost, and his eyes flicked down to the ground. What had I done? Why had I said that? More than anything, I wanted to take those sharp words back, but I knew I couldn't. It suddenly felt like everything was frozen in time, just stopped, dead still. Like the creek water stopped flowing and the birds stopped chirping. Like the clouds above us stopped floating over the mountaintops. Even Wishbone stood still as a statue beside me. And then Howard broke through that frozen curtain of time by grabbing his shoes and heading off up the path toward his house, leaving me standing there ashamed and heavy-hearted. I sat on the edge of the creek and I held myself a pity party. That's what Jackie calls it when I feel sorry for myself. For heaven's sakes, Charlie, she says, stop having such a pity party. But I couldn't help it. Why had I gone and said something so mean to the only kid in Colby who was nice to me? The kid who wanted to give me some of his Bible bucks and send cookies to Scrappy. The kid who let me share my troubles with him. I pictured my clothesline full of troubles and I saw myself pinning on another one. I stayed there by the creek wallowing in my pity, thinking about how this day had turned out so bad. But then... Things suddenly went from bad to worse. A tiny, striped chipmunk darted out of a rotten log beside the creek, and Wishbone bolted after it, yanking the leash right out of my hand. And before I could even get myself up off the ground, he had disappeared into the woods.